This is the Daily Wrestling News for February 18th, 2021, and we are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I am coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State, and I am joined today by John Smith, King Kong Bundy, and Tori Wilson, or Tori, <laughs> Tori Wilson, Tony Storm. <laughs> hey, I'd take Tori Wilson too, but you know, Tony Storm is my number one. I've been watching too many old WrestleManias. Uh, Tori Wilson on the brain, I guess. <laughs> so hey, she she looked good this year too. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, here we are back for another episode. It is the 18th. My notes say the 17th. They say that I'm here with with Tori Wilson. Whatever. We know that we're here with John Smith, and it's the 18th. We have to talk about NXT. We have to talk about Dynamite. We've got the ridiculously random question. John's going to have Elimination Chamber trivia, as he anticipated. And uh, let's get things going, John. Let's do it. Today's ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better. Question of the day is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. Uh, and as I've mentioned earlier this week, uh, now is the time to get in there and and figure the platform out and figure the tool out so that you can be ready to go at the start of the season, which will be uh, basically the day after WrestleMania. So, so get in there and, and learn the tool. So, John, your ridiculously random question is, what is the greatest cartoon of all time? Uh, I had a lot of options on this one. Um, I'm going to have to go. I mean, greatest for me, in my opinion, is going to, uh, it'll have to be the Ninja Turtles. You know, the original Ninja Turtles cartoon from the late 80s, early 90s, Technodrome, Krang, Body of Krang, <laughs> all that stuff. I, I mean, I had all the action figures. I had the pizza shooting machine that Shredder was driving. I had the, the convertible, I had all that stuff. And a close second for me is uh, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show with uh, oh Captain God. Lou Albano doing the bumpers at the beginning and the end. And uh, it was a cartoon about yeah. the Mario Brothers because I'm a big Mario guy even to this day. There's a new Mario that came out last week that we're, me and my son are currently playing. So I <laughs> Mario Brothers Super Show also. I totally forgot that Captain Lou was doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> and I love the Ninja Turtles yeah. too. I had all I had all the figures. Donatello was my favorite. Who's yours? Michelangelo. You know the run generic. I was also a Chicago Bulls fan. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a uh, it's a pizza and beer together shirt today, which is kind of in, on on brand for you know the uh, for the Ninja Turtles. Al Carl in the in the in the in YouTube land is saying Darkwing Duck. Let's get dangerous so yeah he was a little jealous that i was getting this question today yes yeah well you know it's like like we said we'll have a episode where we just talk about random stuff with al someday yeah. so uh john on to wrestling uh nxt or dynamite better who which one had the better show you think um i would 
put them just about even, but I'm going to penalize NXT for giving me blue balls and not giving me Escobar versus Karrion Cross. And That's we'll go with, be... we'll go with AEW first. <laughs> That's going to be a topic that we talk about because um, if there's one thing that gets me really irritated, it's that. Um, it's that false advertising. So we'll talk about that when we get to NXT. But let's let's start with Dynamite, as you say. Uh, Matt Hardy and Adam Page, they start the show. Uh, they get a win over TH2 in seven minutes. Uh, use the twist of fate to get that W. And what's interesting here is I, I think we've mentioned in previous shows that Revolution is a few weeks away. We need to start the build. And we do right away with this match. We know it's going to be Matt Hardy versus Adam Page in a big money match at Revolution now. So, yeah, I like the idea that and that's got Matt Hardy losing all his money written all over it. I love it. <laughs> so what happened was Matt uh, Adam Page last week he switched the contracts. Matt Hardy signed a match contract, and the match stipulated that if he lost, he loses his entire Q1 earnings, which somehow Hardy then talked Paige into putting his Q1 earnings on the line too. I, I, I think the answer could have been no pretty easily. Matt Hardy's like, you're honorable. Why don't you put your earnings? And Paige is like, yeah, okay. I would have I liked, liked to have seen Paige have to put something else on the line. Right, right. Maybe his hair or something like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so after that little scenario – Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy kind of attacked Paige and brought in TH2. They also attacked Paige. So it was all these people and the dark order made the save and Paige did say that it was them or he kind of indicated it was them that reminded him to always keep a, a stack of papers in his, in his jacket. That's a BTE skit. So yeah, they, uh, Matt Hardy offered TH2 $3,700 to, to, to attack him at the end of that. It was so yeah. funny. I think a good stipulation would have been for Adam Page has to be sober for 30 days. That would have been fun. Oh, yeah. That would have been – that actually would have been fantastic. <laughs> we to go, like, take a breathalyzer every morning. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, well, and he's already has to get a temperature check and everything else to, to go into the venue. So they could just, you know, film some of that, I guess. So Right. Uh, we had the return of Riho. She defeated Serena Deeb in 11 minutes and 48 seconds to advance in the world title uh, eliminator tournament. She used in a cradle. Basically, they traded pins until eventually Rio got one. Um, John, was this the first time you saw Rio wrestle? No, I was watching AEW like from the very beginning, and then I kind of fell off of it. You know, after a few months, I wasn't keeping up with it as much, but. Yeah, no, I'm I'm familiar with Rio. Um, I was surprised she won the match though, because Serena Deeb is the NWA champion, and I thought we were going to see her versus Thunder Rosa. But yeah. uh, you know, I'm fine with this. Yeah, and I guess worst comes to worst, we probably see another Rio and Serena Deeb match down the line. And I thought this was a really good match, so I'm, I won't be disappointed if we if we get that. Um, the tournament continues on Monday. So just like they had a show this past week that was all from Japan, this week on Monday they're going to have all the semifinal matches. So it'll be Britt Baker versus uh, – well, Britt Baker versus Anna Jay to finish out the first round, Tay Conti versus Nyla Rose, and then they're going to do the J- Japan side, um, the second round, which is Ryo Mizunami versus Aja Kong, Emi Sakura versus Yuka Sakazaki. 
So, and then next week we'll have a semifinal match on Dynamite um, from the, the United States side of the bracket. So, okay, uh, Orange Cassidy, quick win over Luther. Minute 47, Orange Punch. This was a match that was kind of put together, I think, because uh, Chaos Project got ejected from the uh, the previous uh, Matt Hardy match. So um, nothing really to say here unless you got something, John. No, I got nothing. I just I like watching Luther. He's fun. He's a fun like jobber type. I like him. Yeah, he's a good character actor. I mean, he's he's fantastic in that role, um, and I do love it when he picks up Serpentico and uses him as a weapon. So mm-hmm. anytime we can get that, I I approve. Okay, so advertised for Dynamite was Sting calling out Team Taz. That's not what happened. Team Taz called out Sting. Sting came to the ring. Uh, he threw his bat to the ground, which Hook picked up and they used on him. But uh, the, the thing that has the internet world talking is that Sting took a power bomb from Brian Cage. Um, I, I think he's okay. We haven't heard otherwise, but everybody's really concerned that Sting might not be okay. But I guess, if, assuming he's fine, this is just an indication he'll be fine during the match at a Revolution, I guess. I think if May Young could get turn uh, from the turnbuckle when she was like seventy years old by Bubba Ray, I think Sting can take a power bomb in the middle of the ring. I, you know, it's it, it's a power bomb in the middle of the ring. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it'll be fine. And what it what it seemed to indicate to me was that maybe it'll be a legitimate match at Revolution because I had assumed it would be a cinematic style match, but maybe it will be a straight match. Um, and he probably doesn't have to do a million bumps like that because he can get kind of thrown to the outside and disappear for a while. Yeah, he already took his bump for the match. That's right. Yep. So then we move on. Kenny Omega and Don Callis, I believe, are working on Omega's image. So he's he's reading to children, uh, but he has to leave. So So the children want to play with Kenny, of course, you know. But Kenny's busy. He can't stay. Uncle Don can't stay either. They leave them Nakazawa, and they immediately tackle him and destroy him. So um, that got kind of ugly. Kids can be vicious, I guess. Yeah, I like the little jab at how the young bucks are in love with each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a few. Yeah, the, the the story that Omega was reading to the kids was the young bucks killing the business. <laughs> uh, and then I guess... Uh, we had the the tag team title match, Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. I was really hoping for a Santana and Ortiz win here. I think a lot of people were as I as I posted the results around uh, you know different Facebook groups and things like that. That's kind of the common theme that I'm seeing is that people were really in Santana and Ortiz's corner here. They really wanted that outcome. So kind of too bad that we didn't get it. Yeah, it was a hell of a match, but I mean, I don't know why this is the first time they they got a tag team championship opportunity, but it's not going to be the last. I'm sure that they'll end up fighting uh, Jericho and MJF once they have the titles, because you know they're getting them. Yeah, yeah, it feels it feels that way. Um, the inner circle attacked afterwards. Uh, Don Callis didn't let Kenny Omega go to the ring. He did send the Young Bucks, who you know, or not the Young Bucks, the Good Brothers. Uh, once the Good Brothers kind of arrived on scene, the, the, they have everybody scattered. But um, John, the biggest news of the night, amidst all this revolution talk, 
amidst all the world title tournament and the tag team title match. I think the biggest news of the night is clearly that it's a girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think he's got enough testosterone to produce boy sperm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's not uh, how it works. I'm just making fun of Cody. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny. My, my wife is in the AEW heels group. So she goes on. Brandy's always on there. And Brandy and Cody were on the last one. That's kind of like a Valentine's day episode. And uh, Brandy made it pretty clear that this was, this was Cody's idea. She didn't really want to do the gender reveal on dynamite. So there you go. It's all about Cody. I, I'm glad I fast forwarded that. I had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So FTR, they got their win over Matt and Mike Seidel. They used the big rig. Afterwards, FTR attempted to cut the hair off of Mike Seidel. I guess that's their new their new Brutus the Barber beefcake gimmick. Um, Jurassic Express, the lights went out and Jurassic Express appeared. Luchasaurus has a new mask now. Um, and they cleared the ring of FTR. No match announcement uh, to follow that. Uh, oh, yeah, there is. Next week, there'll be FTR and Tully Blanchard versus Jurassic Express. So Tully Blanchard getting back in the ring. Um, well, I guess if Sting can do it, Tully can too. I guess that's, that's what we're seeing here. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'd like to see if he actually does some actual wrestling. Well, he can definitely stand on the outside and then get involved to do the spike pile driver. We've seen him do that a bunch. I'm sure he can throw a punch and take one too. Um, he's been tackled on the outside. So, you know, we know he can do some stuff. It's just kind of weird to see him thrown into a match, but yeah, whatever. Um, and then main event, Lance Archer, Ray Phoenix, John Moxley, they, they got the win over Kingston, Butcher and Blade. Moxley used the paradigm shift after basically no selling uh, Eddie Kingston's finisher. You know, Kingston hit him with that spinning back fist, and Moxley just kind of stumbled a little bit and then hit the paradigm shift. Um, so that set up Kenny Omega coming down with the, the Good Brothers, everybody's big attack on uh, on Moxley, and Omega announced that they are going to have at Revolution an exploding barbed wire. Death match. I don't know what that is, but it sounds awful. <laughs> well, I, I remember seeing a tape of an exploding ring match once. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I mean, it's all like carefully done, of, like underneath the ring where everybody everybody's got to be in certain spots once the countdown ends and stuff. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know. I think I, I can't imagine um, Omega putting himself in that match. Yeah, yeah. This this version of Omega's character, I mean, like allowing that to happen, you know? Yeah, it does seem a little a little weird, but you know, you always see those those videos of Mick Foley wrestling in Japan and taking the side Russian leg sweep onto C4 or whatever, and then that yeah. explosion uh on the mat. And of course, I mean we just had Impact had their barbed wire massacre match. So I think it's probably yeah, like you said, it's probably a combination of these things. So but it's going to be nasty. I, I, it's going to be one of those ones where um, it gets people talking, I think, because last time they did a really hardcore, real hardcore match, people people were pretty upset, like turning the channel type of thing. So uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, so a bunch of stuff got announced for Revolution, including that match we just talked about, Matt Hardy 
versus uh, Adam Page in the Big Bunny match. We also have the Face of the Revolution ladder match, Cody, Pentagon, and Scorpio Sky. Probably too early to call, John, but I'll ask anyway because you have a knack for uh, at least getting a finalist typically. So so who do you think? If it, if it comes down to those three or if you have somebody you think is going to be in it that's not announced yet, what, what do you think? Oh, I do what exactly is the match again? It is a ladder match where the winner is going to get a TNT title match. It's called Face of the Revolution. So far, we know Cody, Pentagon, and Scorpio okay. Sky. Yeah, I missed the ladder match part. Sorry. Um, geez. I mean, I feel like they'll put Orange Cassidy in there, you know, and hopefully Pac in there. I think he would do really well in this type of match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to see Pac win it, actually. That's my early pick if he's in it. Otherwise, you know, probably Cody gives it to himself as like a like a, like a, a baby shower gift or something. Himself. <laughs> All right. I I would love to see Pentagon win this based on him just being announced or even, even Scorpio Sky. They've kind of just, just like stopped shy of like giving them a serious push into the so Darby Allen's the current champion. If you know if he still is and he has to face one of these guys, I think Darby versus Penta sounds great. Darby versus Cody sounds great. Uh, Darby versus Pack sounds very good too. So uh, next week we have Hangman Page versus Isaiah Cassidy. We have the semifinal match in the women's title tournament: Ricky Starks and Brian Cage versus the Varsity Blondes. Jake Hager versus Brandon Cutler. Um, and FTR and Tully Blanchard versus Jurassic Express. So that's your lineup for next week's Dynamite. So plenty to talk about there as we get into next week. All right, so switching over to NXT, I have to say I really don't like it, the, the bait and switch. Like we had one match announced for NXT this week. It was Escobar versus Cross. I don't even know what the circumstances were that led to the match being changed. Maybe – you know, somebody could have been ill. Some, you know, somebody could have been near somebody ill. All that stuff's possible, but it happens a ton. <laughs> it really bothers me, and for some reason, this one really ticked me off. Like, it was the one match, <laughs> and it, it won't be here, here until next week. And it happened the same last time Escobar had a match. This happened. So, is this going to be? Yeah, the, the buildup's been like a month. They announced it two weeks ago. You know, we were all like. I was psyched for it, and <laughs> geez, what a what a buzzkill when when he cut that promo. Yeah, and, and it comes down to straight up, it's it's false advertising, but hard uh, subject to change, right? Yeah, we didn't pay, we didn't pay, we didn't pay for it, so I get it. Card subject to change, yes. But anyway, that's next week, and if he doesn't show Escobar, then he's going to get stripped of the title and suspended. So. I guess we will definitely see the match next week. Otherwise, Jordan Devlin will be celebrating. So. <laughs> uh, okay, in spite of all that, that ha- that happened in like segment two or three. We found all that information out. But the show began with kind of a big melee between Balor, O'Reilly, Strong, Dunn, Lorcan, and Birch, um, which would lead to the six-man tag match as our main event. Basically, uh O'Reilly was coming out to say, hey, I need to find out from what's going on with Adam Cole. Strong and Balor both came out. They also want to know what's going on. And then Dunn, Lorcan, and Birch attacked them. So um, we find out a little bit more about Adam Cole later in the evening. 
Yeah. Uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, they got a win over Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Long match, 16 minutes. Uh, it was a distraction with the returning Austin Theory. Uh, John, correct me if I'm wrong. We didn't see Dexter Loomis in this sequence. We just saw Austin Theory arrive, right? Yeah, I think they showed Dexter Loomis in the front seat driving the car, driving the van at like when when it got there or like the second shot of the van or something. But yeah, I'm surprised they didn't go any further with it. He just got Austin Theory back. Well, and it's interesting, you know, is Austin Theory going to be a changed man, kind of like a interaction with the Fiend type of thing, you know? <laughs> I mean, he seemed like the same old Austin Theory. He was like, yeah, I'm back, you know, he's in his boxers. He doesn't care. His hands are still tied. He was just so happy to be back that he didn't even ask to have his hands and feet untied. Yet, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Gargano rescues him from a van. The first thing he does is bring him out on live television. <laughs> but. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. Uh, Leon Ruff got a win over Isaiah Swerve Scott with a with a crucifix. Uh, Swerve was not pleased and, and uh, attacked Ruff after the match. Kind of a brutal assault afterwards. So I like Swerve. I think he hasn't gotten any wins, but I, but I like him. So yeah, he's developing that heel character of his, and it's working for him. Yeah, and Ruff is like the guy who, man, he should be called like the furnace because he produces, you know like heat for these guys. Like if you get garner so much sympathy, it's Loomis and Theory's skin. Woof. That's a scary. <laughs> <laughs> that is a scary thought. Uh, Casey Catanzaro, Kaden Carter, they get a win over the Robert Stone brand. Uh, Zia Lee came to ringside and she said she'll hurt Casey next week. I trust her. I think that's probably uh, a valid point. <laughs> I yeah, think I think she's gonna hurt. I think she's gonna hurt them both next week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last week, and she sent Caden off. She sent Caden off the ramp last week, and then, but this week she's forecasting a uh, a beatdown. So that's one of the matches that we know for next week, or at least I assume it's a match. Kate, uh, Casey Catanzaro versus Ily. Then Kushida defeated Tyler Rust in a uh, with the hoverboard lock, and this was, for all intents and purposes, it was. Malcolm Bivens throwing in the towel, even though there wasn't a towel. He he quit on behalf of his guy. So um, yeah, it's a, a different ending. I like I like seeing different endings. Yeah, and it's still a clean finish, and it uh, yeah. you know, and it kind of gives you something down the road. Like Tyler Rust could have a reason to get back in the ring with Kushida down the road, and I've learned from this experience type of thing. So. It's a yeah, it's a good finish. Yeah, and he's accepting it. He's not it's not causing tension between him and his manager, which I like. You know, usually you would have something like that lead to a feud between those two guys, you know. Right. It's similar to that uh Brian Cage and John Moxley match from what six months yeah. ago or something where Taz Taz did throw him in the towel. Yep. Um Zoe Stark, uh formerly known as Lacey Ryan, defeated Valencia Faraz in two twenty-eight. Um, this NXT class of, uh, of women is going to be serious. I mean, they just, they just hot brought in f like four new women that I think is going to be five. If you include Tyler Valkyrie. So, um, yeah, that, that finisher that Zoe Stark used, it was like, um, like a torture rack into a GTS. It was crazy. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't remember what I labeled it, but it was, it wasn't something you could name it with just one word. It was like, many it ended in a go to sleep. That's yes. like, there was a, there was a flip involved. It was, it was very impressive. Yeah. 
yeah, so I'm I'm excited for the NXT women's division. I think I think I hope that we get to get some call ups so that you know it makes room for all those people that they're bringing in because they do have a lot. So, um, main event time: Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, Pete Dunne. They got a win over Roderick Strong, Finn Balor, and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Pete Dunne pinned Finn Balor after the bitter end, but only after Adam Cole interfered. He gave super kicks out to O'Reilly and Balor. Suplex O'Reilly on the stairs. Uh, Cole stood tall with the NXT Championship in his hands at the end of the night. Um, so that's how NXT went off the air. There were some things going around the internet about uh, O'Reilly being hurt or having a seizure, which was later, um, you know, determined to just be him selling. So uh, all is good with Kyle. So. I guess it looks like John Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor because Kyle O'Reilly and Finn, you know, while they tolerate each other, don't really appear to be getting along, so to speak. So, yeah, I mean that that'll be a really good match, but um, I mean Finn Balor definitely come out of it with that because I think it's going to stem off to just Cole versus O'Reilly for possibly a year. It might be, you know, one of like the biggest feuds of all time when it come when it when it ends. You know, like like the Johnny and Tommaso thing. Right. And partway through the show, we also heard from Pat McAfee. He, uh, he let us know that he was right and that's, and he would appreciate it if we all, you know, reached out to him and let him know that he was right. And he will accept our apologies. Hashtag Uh, Pat was right. Yes. Right. Exactly. That's what, uh, that's what we have here (laughs) from Al. There you go. There's (laughs) and, uh, Okay, so then the only, the only other match announcements that we have are March 3rd. March 3rd is the night that Shaq is going to be on Dynamite uh, with Jade oh. facing Cody and, um, and Red Velvet. And on March 3rd on the NXT show, we're going to have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defend the tag team championships against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And we're going to have Oni Larkin and Danny Burch defend the titles against MSK. We did have a Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler appearance on this show, and I I really liked it because they didn't ignore the history between Dakota Kai and Shayna Baszler. Um, and Raquel got a few good jabs in, uh, you know, calling out Nia Jax, you know, gonna put gonna put somebody's boot so far up Nia's hole that you know. I, I don't even remember the rest of the line, but it was good. it was fun. So yeah, we got some we got some good character development from MSK too. They cut a little yes. bit of a promo, and then they were eating the popcorn in the corner, watching the girls go at it. It was fun. I like seeing that with Beth Phoenix, right? Beth Phoenix brought everybody yeah. down, and so when once Naya and Shayna came out, they were squaring off with Dakota and Raquel. MSK and Beth Phoenix are over there with great big tubs of popcorn, like you said. <laughs> so, so. All right. Well, with that said, that's NXT and Dynamite from last night. Both good shows. Uh, like, like you said, I think I'm giving Dynamite the edge just because I was so mad about that NXT match change. But go ahead, John. You had something else? Uh, yeah, just um, Tony Storm attacked EO during a photo shoot. I don't know if maybe you that's missed right. that part. Nope, I yeah. saw it. I just didn't make note of it. Yep. Yeah, no, I just – because so – I mean, we all thought that Raquel was going to be the next thing, but it looks like maybe they're going a different direction now. Maybe Tony showed them that, you know, she could, she should be the next one, and they're giving, they're going to have Raquel be a tag champ instead, and 
maybe Tony's going to beat EO or something. Because, I mean, what, that's that looks like the next program for EO is to stay going against Tony, you know? I think so. And and here's here's something else that's interesting. We always talk about you know these NXT call ups and traditional NXT call up. You know, is they get they get beat on NXT and then they get you know show up on Raw or SmackDown a couple weeks later. What if this is what if this is a way to do a call up where Raquel and Dakota win the tag titles, and then they just go they go take those tag titles and they have to defend them on Raw and SmackDown. And when the reign's over, they're on Raw or SmackDown. That's a stronger way to do the call up, and we know they need to make room on the roster. So, yeah, and if they if they start off with some you know decisive wins against some real teams on both rosters, it'll like for all the people that don't watch NXT, it'll just put them right up on the the same level as those girls without being like, oh, I don't know who these girls are, so they're at the bottom to me, right? You know? And it'll it'll quickly establish them, like you said, yep. And they both showed that they could you know they could talk. On the in that promo segment, so good for them. I hope that's the way it goes, and then we see Tony and EO fight it out for the for the women's title. So, yeah, good stuff. All right, I have a few news items. Let's get into the new uh, the news. You know, it's so sad that you put your hands down and stop dancing when the music ends. But, but uh, the free Body Slam Brigade newsletter, the news is brought to you by that newsletter. Each week I compile the week's top 10 or top wrestling stories and I put them in a quick-to-read email that's divided up by a company. Nearly 4,000 people get the free newsletter each week. In addition to the top stories, you're going to learn about everything that's going on, new podcasts, new shirts, new games, new everything. Uh, so make sure you check it out. It's free, bodyslambrigade.com comes out on fridays okay news items here we go young rock the sitcom that they viewed this week five million viewers that's more than nxt smackdown and raw combined (laughs) this week (laughs) so for 30 minutes the rock had everybody's eyeballs might even in some weeks you might even be able to add dynamite to that equation yeah um so Good, good news. I guess that's a wise investment by NBC for for Young Rock. So, in uh, in sad news, so to speak, are the home of WrestleMania four and five, the Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino, was demolished yesterday. Um, host uh, hosted WrestleMania four and five uh, in nineteen eighty eight and ninety nine. The actual pay per views were actually across the street at the Boardwalk Hall, which was you know kind of adjacent. That was not demolished, but all the other Mania-related events were held at Trump Plaza, including the first-ever Bacon, Bagels, and Biceps Brunch, which I guess still exists to this day. PW Insider informed me of all this, so there you have it. (laughs) Talk Sport has reported that WWE signed Millie McKenzie to the NXT UK brand. Uh, If you pay attention to every show that we put out on our various channels, we kind of hint, hinted at this a little bit, but Millie McKenzie is one of the, the folks that was very involved in the speaking out mu- movement in the UK, and apparently NXT has has signed her, so uh, there you go. And then in other weird news, Teddy Hart is back in jail. Um, if you don't know Teddy Hart, he's he's part of the, the Hart 
dynasty family and everything. He's he was big in MLW and some of the you know Ring of Honor type brands. Uh, Forty years old. He was jailed according to court records on February tenth, facing charges of injuring a child, elderly slash disabled person, evading arrest. Those were actually all uh, previous charges that appear to uh, have be some parole violation against those. So Teddy Hart back in jail. And in further bad news, the Wrestling Observer reports that Conan is currently hospitalized with a fairly serious kidney issue. Not much else is known. So just best wishes to Conan. So um, I guess I should have ended with the Young Rock had 5 million viewers because that was the only happy story I had today. <laughs> so let's All try right. to lift them back up with some trivia. Darn right. <laughs> Darn right. So let's do that. Trivia time. John, five questions. A simple majority correct will get you the W. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar. If you lose, you get a Hawkins Award. And I should know that you need a perfect plex to climb back into first place. John DeCani went perfect. He has two perfect plexes this week, this uh, this month. You need one to retake the lead. Your questions today are all going to be about the third Elimination Chamber match which took place on January 9th, 2005 at the WWE pay-per-view New Year's Revolution. Oh, I was hoping that would be one of the questions because I knew that. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> when I was trying to do a fifth question, I almost changed my intro and made that the question, but uh, no <laughs> such luck. So, Sorry about your damn luck. <laughs> The location for this event was a bit unique. Was it in Honolulu, Hawaii, Anchorage, Alaska, San Juan, Puerto Rico, or Guam? Puerto Rico. It was in Puerto Rico, one for one. The World Heavyweight Championship was vacant, and the Elimination Chamber match was meant to decide the new champion. The winner would be A, Batista, B, Triple H, C, Edge, or D, Randy Orton. Man, Batista, Triple H, Edge, or Randy Orton? I'll go with Edge. Oh, there goes your lead. It's Triple H. Triple H. The match consisted of six men, as it normally does. Triple H defeated Edge, Batista, Randy Orton, Chris Benoit, and this man. Was it A, Carlito, B, Kane, C, Undertaker, or D, Chris Jericho? Uh, Chris Jericho. It was Chris Jericho. Two for three. Two for three. Okay. This match had a special guest referee. Was it Jesse the Body Ventura, Shawn Michaels, Shane McMahon, or Teddy Long, playa? I dare anybody to say Teddy Long without saying player at the end. <laughs> uh, Jesse Ventura. Ooh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Okay, two for four. You need this one. You need this one to get the W today. 
At the time, WWE was producing brand-specific pay-per-views. Was this a Raw or a SmackDown-branded pay-per-view? SmackDown. Oh, it was Raw. It was Raw. Oh, sorry. Two for five, which means you get... Boom. Sorry, John. Uh, just you know, I get a perfect plex last week, so you know I'm I'm average usually, so I got to bring it down with a Hawkins. Well, and and once again, let's take a look here. You are going to be ten for fifteen, which still has you a, a winning percentage, um, and I, I mean you're twice as good as Travis at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, poor Travis. We'll have to give him ten questions next week to see if he can catch you guys. All right, so let's get on to tell some people about some things that they can check out in addition to this show. Uh, first and foremost, get the Chair Shot t-shirt. Uh, chair Shot is our featured shirt this week, this month at $20. The shirt features a steel chair, and it is a steal of a deal. Uh, I mention every day that it, it's $20 and there's no upcharges, and that's important to me because <laughs> whenever I go to buy a shirt, I want the soft style and I need a double X. And guess what? I have to pay $3 more for each of those things as certain retailers. So I decided that's not going to be the way I sell shirts. So $20 is the flat price for shirts, regardless of size, and it's already soft. So there you go. Get your chair shot t-shirt. The Prime Time Rundown. Join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Prime Time Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then on Tuesdays, every Tuesday at 6 p.m., Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast. It returns this Tuesday with John Smith, myself, John DeCani, and Gary Maheffi for another week of episodes and highlights in the world of wrestling. Like I said, the coverage is 6 p.m. on Tuesdays uh, on the Eastern Observer. And then this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, it returns tomorrow. Typically, we're only Monday through Thursday, but we will be here tomorrow. Gary Maheffi from the UK will be here with me, and we have an interview with Georgia Smith, the daughter of the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. That is tomorrow. And then on Monday, I have Coastal Championship Wrestling star Bugs Moran on the show. It's a special interview. So two big interview shows coming up. And on Sunday, we have an Elimination Chamber post-show that we are going to do. So stay tuned. As soon as Elimination Chamber goes off the air, 15 minutes later or so, we'll be going live with a special episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. And, John, all that said, anything you need to tell the people before we get out of here? Yes, I do have a word of advice for everyone. It's uh, be a good neighbor because I spent like eight hours – Doing shoveling my driveway, and I forgot to shovel paths to our two mailboxes. And my neighbor only shoveled a path to their mailbox, so I had to shovel mine last week. And in the process, because I was wearing sandals because I wasn't expecting to be shoveling, I sliced my big toe open pretty bad, blood everywhere. So don't shovel in in sandals either. That's this is kind of a twofer for you guys. Don't (laughs) shovel in sandals. And most of all, be a good freaking neighbor, okay? Like, I spent all that time. They had to be selfish and only dig themselves out, and it cost me an injury. Oh, man. (laughs) 
Well, you know what? That's a good pro tip, so I'm going to play that. Sorry about your damn luck. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get out of here. Thanks everybody for watching. Like I said, come back tomorrow for our special interview with Georgia Smith, uh, daughter of the British Bulldog, and we will see you there. <laughs>